Good afternoon, friends. Uh, I'm Peter Rosenbaum, and I'm doing a podcast about the editorial that I published in the December 2021 issue of Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology. In that editorial, I proposed an alternative way for us to think about how we as uh, service providers and advocates present arguments on behalf of children and families when we're writing letters or otherwise being uh, advocates. We often are asked to write letters about um, uh, supports for children or families for resources such as insurance coverage or uh, entry to school or other considerations that we think and the family thinks are important. And our traditional need has been to tell a pretty bleak story to try to get the attention of the people who will make decisions about whether the resources or the um, services that are being advocated for will be approved. And I have found, and I know many of my colleagues have found that that's a pretty unpleasant situation because on the one hand, we're emphasizing and stressing increasingly the success and the abilities of children, even when they're impaired. And on the other hand, we're being expected to paint a pretty dark picture in order to get people's sympathy. And I think that puts us in a moral and ethical dilemma it certainly is unpleasant for families, and I have many times, as you have, told the family, we're going to have to tell a story here. I'm going to say things I don't ordinarily say or believe, and that's silly. Influenced considerably by WHO's International Classification of Functioning Framework, I have proposed that we think differently about how we tell the story. And my suggestion is that we start by identifying best capacity. This is what this child or this family can achieve when things are going very well. Then identify current performance or current functioning. Then say there is a gap here between best capacity and actual performance and the resources that we're advocating for, be they money or therapy or equipment or special placement in special settings, that these resources are meant to address the gap, to narrow the gap, and to try to help people's performance reach as close as possible to their capacity. Now, that may sound naive, because many people who are reading these letters are not attuned to this way of thinking. But that's simply because they don't work in our field and aren't expected to keep up with developments such as our emphasis on strengths-based approaches and achieving and, and, and focusing on achievement. And so my argument is that we have a job to do both in making these kinds of arguments for families and also being knowledge brokers. And I have a recent experience in some medical legal work that I've been doing where these ideas have been really very powerful for the lawyers involved who are hearing these ideas and recognizing that they make sense. And so rather than arguing simply about how terrible things are, we're arguing there are issues here, 
and there are potential solutions and the resources that we are asking for may help to address the gaps between best capacity and ordinary performance. Anyway, it's an idea that I think is worth trying and I hope that some of you will try it. I hope that if you have success, you'll report it. I think if I hope if you uh, run up against roadblocks that you will also report it so that we can all learn together uh, and try to change the discourse. That's our job as clinicians and as knowledge brokers and as leaders in the field. Thanks for listening.